Greetings guys. I am so excited to be coming to you so soon on another episode from Salutations and Impartations. We want to greet all of our audience, especially our Charisma Podcast Network family. We are so excited to be a part of this network. It is such an honor for us to have salutations and impartations on your network. And we hope that we are being a blessing uh, to you as well as the many subscribers that we have to our podcast. Well, all of our salutations and impartations family, I told you that we were on a consistent basis going to be conversating this year. And so I was really, I'm always leaning to what the Lord would desire from me and what he would be saying to me in this season and what he's saying to the entirety of, in particular, the body of Christ. I'm a born again believer and just the world at large. The world is just in a very precarious place. And so it takes to have right voices in right places and spaces to be able to speak into your life, into your conscious, into your conscience. You know, we need a conscious awareness at times. Sometimes there are a myriad of things in our subconscious that fights against us being conscious, being steady, being stable, being focused. And I know our subconscious mind is our heart, but there can be things in our hearts at times that need to be challenged so that we could be changed. So I'm going to be talking to you today about something that you've heard before. I'm going to read this passage of scripture, but I'm going to be talking to you about rending your hearts. Oh my goodness. Is it it is an excitement in this season uh for what I I sense on the horizon for any person that is willing Uh, to make the necessary changes as they flow and they walk with the Godhead. And the Godhead is simply the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If this is your first time tuning into my broadcast, I typically take scripture just as I do on all of my platforms. However, it's a little bit different over here. I try to slow down and pace myself so that just in case you are taking a 30-minute lunch and you just need some empowerment and some encouragement or possibly you're taking a jog um, through your neighborhood and you and you tapped into this podcast, you were looking for something and this just caught your eye. Or you're a subscriber and you listen to me all the time. You have you have identified me on platforms such as YouTube. You've identified me on Facebook. Uh, you've seen people share my uh, information. And so you've seen me on Reels. You've heard me preaching. And I'm pretty uh, expressive when I'm, when I'm preaching. But when I come to these type of settings, I really know that God is speaking to your heart in a way that you need to steal yourself in order to hear clearly so i don't in any way any way want to move too fast and although we only have 30 minutes for me to share with you because i chose to keep it keep it short keep it simple um and i believe that people change off a simple revelation when they can hear clearly i'm not saying that uh, any other platform that i am on that i am exuberant and expressive something is wrong with it. I'm not saying that at all, but there are different stages to communication. And so this stage right here, I know that God has put me in this space. I'm not being anybody else. I'm still being myself. I'm just myself slowed down, right? 
And so we want to talk about this one moment. As the Lord began to speak to me, I felt uh, a joy. I felt the compassion. I felt the empathy. I felt the excitement um, that this new year will not be like any other year. In the beginning of the year, as I've stated on my previous episode, a previous episode, the episode right before this, that this was actually a year God showed me of restoration and of maturation. On one end, he was going to be restoring. He was going to be restoring things that was taken away from us. Sometimes it was taken away from us because of a decision we made. Sometimes it was taken away from us because of an external force that came against us. Sometimes it was taken away from us because it wasn't time yet, right? And so what the Lord has told me is that as we mature, the restoration is going to be given. And as we are restored, the maturation is going to be happening. And so they're going to be partnering together simultaneously in this year. And our responsibility is to partner with, first of all, believe the prophets. Uh, I believe it's First Chronicles 20 and 20. Believe the prophets, so shall you prosper. Believe the word of God, so shall you be established. And so as you spend time cultivating this year, reading books that will uh, benefit you by building you, spending time in scripture so that you're transforming, spending time in prayer so that you have the heart and the mind of God, these things are going to be very, very critical for the restoration and the maturation. And we're going to have to take more downtime with the Lord than we took in previous years and in previous months and in previous seasons. This is not the season to be more busy than you are full because hell has enlarged itself and the enemy is always looking for an opportunity to pull us back to what we came out of. And so we are going to have to be intentional in our approach in this next season. And so I hope that our podcast will be that type of not just um, impartation and a salutation to call you to another level. But I, I pray that our podcast will be an inspiration for you to dig deeper. And so I'm going to try to come with as much content that I possibly can to help us steward where God has taken us. You're not the only one that needs to mature in some areas. I have areas that God is telling me, I need you to mature in this area. And I have areas where God is telling me, I want to restore you, but there's a level of immaturity in this area that prevents me from doing this, right? And so just like you, as I am... Uh, settling myself and and really making sure I know what works for who I really am and moving in that without apology but with much humility right because we don't want to become arrogant and cocky and high-minded and and moving like nobody else is maturing but us or nobody else is experiencing restoration but us but we are going to be a confident and competent people that understand that God in his infinite wisdom when he gives a word like that and he backs it with the spirit to to and and the and the instructions that if God can do that as a good father as a good son a good daughter we can settle ourselves receive prepare and let him purge and prune us in a safe environment so i feel like this year yes there will be some pruning but you there'll be so much restoration that the pruning won't take it won't overshadow the restoration, right? So I'm very grateful for that. So 
the passage of scripture that God gave me, we're still coming out of the book of Joel, but we're in a different space in Joel. And our topic today is rend your heart. Rend your heart. Because if we're going to experience what God desires, we, we have to rend our heart. Right? And so what does rend mean? Because if we're what does what does rend mean? So rend is to tear something into two or more pieces. Wow. So God is telling us. I want you to take control of your heart, you know, and, and, and I know some of us says, how can I take control of my heart? I love who I love. That's just what it is. No, it's not. God says, guard your heart with all diligence because up out of it flows the issues of life. If you take your heart into control, you, you yourself can break it into pieces as you do the necessary things that are required as tools to help you break it into pieces. There's a humility that's required to rend your heart. And so he says, tear it into two pieces, right? But listen, I want to read the text to you in Joel 2 and 12. It says, even now declares the Lord. And here it is, how you do it. Return to me with all your heart. It's almost like if I, I saw a picture, I had a vivid picture in my mind as I was preparing for this. And I saw um, I saw two pieces of heart. In, and actually, I saw myself, two pieces of heart in my hand. And I saw me carrying my own heart in my hand and then giving it to the Lord. So he said, return to me with all your heart. Just bring me your heart. I'm not asking you to change your heart. I'm asking you to bring me your heart. You got to rend your heart. You got to tear your heart into pieces. You got to tear your heart into pieces. You got to return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. And right now we're in a season in our ministry, in our network, um, and really several people that are partners that listen to me that follow, you know, the ministry or the business that God has given me, we are in a 14-day consecration. And that's the Daniel consecration. Many people call it a fast, but it's actually a consecration. Uh, but we are spending time also fasting. Some of us are not really eating. Um, you know, we are drinking water and 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 drinking 100% juices and and some of us are eating the things that uh, we know to be so, but it is a rending of our hearts. We are bringing it to the Lord. We have torn our hearts in pieces. We have recognized where we have sinned, where we have fallen short. We're not blaming anybody else. We're not pointing fingers at other people. We're not, we're not telling other people, judging them and exempting ourselves. We are bringing ourselves on the altar of God, on the threshing floor of God. And we are telling the Lord, here's my heart. I bring it to you and I'm coming to you with fasting I'm going to sacrifice. I got to sacrifice before you. I'm really, I'm really letting you know that I don't want to be in this condition anymore. I don't want to be in this state anymore. I don't want to be operating like this anymore. I want my best self. I want to operate in my best self. So the text says they came with weeping, with, with weeping also, not just with fasting. You know, the church has lost this weep. I was preaching not too long ago. Uh, I don't remember men because I preached so much down through the years. 
I just want to pause right here and I don't think I've been with you guys uh, to tell you, you know, last year in 2021, I celebrated 18 years of ministry, 18 years of itinerant ministry. Uh, I didn't have a, I didn't have a celebration like normal, like I normally did. We had planned for one. Well, it would have been my first time celebrating uh, ministry. It's been the first time in 18 years that I've celebrated uh, any ministerial success. But I didn't celebrate it in terms of a party like I had planned. I ended up celebrating it by reflecting. And my reflection was my celebration. And I realized how down through the years, the Lord has been patient with me. He's been kind with me. He's been kind to the people that he allowed me to minister to. He has allowed so many wonderful things, even in the midst of difficulty and challenge and failure and things that um, happened with, with my family, all type of things, all type of things. But through all of that, God remained faithful. The anointing remained on my life. And God showed me that he's a real father. He's a good father. And even in difficulty, he does not exit the stage. He may not say anything, but he's still present. And so um, with fasting and weeping. So I was saying that we have to come back to a place of weeping. We don't weep anymore. You, you weep because you're convicted. You weep because sometimes you're, you're sad. You weep because... You recognize, sometimes you weep because of the joy of the Lord. The strength of the Lord sometimes is in your weep. And so there is a there is a generation of people that don't understand a weep. They don't understand a weep. They, don't, they think it's emotional. They don't realize that it's spiritual. They don't realize that it's a command. That it's something that shows that there's a brokenness in you. That it's something that shows that you actually do need a Savior. You actually do need the Lord. You actually do need help. And so you can't even properly um, receive Holy Spirit if you don't think you need help. Because Holy Spirit, one of his names is helper. He's the paraclete. He's the comforter. But he's a helper. He helps us to live right. He helps us um, to process things. He helps us to articulate. He helps us to comprehend. He helps us to treat people right. He helps us to forgive people and to accept forgiveness. He helps us in so many ways. But one of the ways that he helps us is leading us to repentance through weeping. And in this season... Those of you that are listening to me that are ready for a fresh start, a new start, you got a new year, but you are eager to have a new start. There has to be a conviction in you about the, the way that you left things. There has to be a repentance in your heart for the things that went wrong that you were the one in charge of. And until we get to that place, there can't be a week that changes the situation. So he told them, you know, the Lord said, you need to return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Weeping and mourning kind of go together because mourning deals with, because you can weep and it can be joyous. But mourning simply deals with something that died, something that left. You mourn a former season. You mourn a loved one. You know, it's okay. God says, I'm, if you bring me your heart, I want to see these stages because I know these are the stages that purifies you. These are the stages that prepares you for restoration. These are the stages that matures you. When you go through these stages with God you are, and you bring your heart to him, something happens. So watch this. 
Verse 13 says, rend your heart. There it is. And not your garments. Said, don't, don't bring me external things. I don't, I don't just want your money. I want your heart. I don't just want your time. I want your heart. I don't just want your presence. I want your heart. I don't just want you to show up. I want you to be available. So he says, return to the Lord, your God. Guys, there needs to be a metamorphosis in America. I can't speak for all other nations, but America has almost become like America is a mission field for foreign countries when foreign countries used to be a mission field for America. And so we have gotten into a place where there is a necessity. There is a necessity that we return to the Lord our God. We, we were once deemed as one nation under God. But a lot of us in our nation have left God. In the political arena, we have left God. Listen, in the corporate settings, we have left God. In our schools, we have told, we have told the, the schools that they can no longer have prayer in schools. We, we have really left God. We've left God in our families. A lot of us don't have devotion. We've left God. We don't pray over or with our children like we used to. I'm speaking to myself while I'm speaking to you because it is indicative. It is so important. It is so much danger in the world. And when we neglect the, the, the basic necessities of being a, a believer, we neglect God. And we end up getting further and further away from him until we get to this place in the text where they are. They have left him. They are a chosen people. They have left him. And so many of you guys, you are chosen and you have left the Lord. You know you're chosen. He loves you. He doesn't want to he, he doesn't want to scare you back into shape or make you get into position. No, he loves you. He loves you a whole lot, but you've got to turn around on your own and return to him. He's not going to chase you because that means that he's not a gentleman. After he after he locates you and, and he saves you and he feels you because, yes, he will leave the 99 to find the one. But once he's found you and you're just making decisions to leave him on your own, he has to allow you to experience the consequences of your decision to walk away from him. With no remorse and no thought. So return to the Lord your God. For he is gracious. He is gracious. <laughs> he is gracious. He loves you. He showers. He, his grace is lascivious. His grace His grace is like. And, and excuse my uh, vulgarity. If you see it as vulgarity. But it's in the Bible. So it's not. He's like a whore that flunts. Grace is like a whore that flunts itself at you. That's how bad the Lord wants us and loves us, that he sends grace. He sends his nature. He sends a part of himself to rescue you and I. But he's gracious. If you turn around, he'll receive you. Rescue goes two ways in the kingdom. You turn around and then he receive you. He doesn't just chase us. And then compassionate. He said, for he is gracious and compassionate. That means that he understands what, why you failed, how you failed. He understands that you don't want to be in that condition. 
but you got to take him to the place. You know, I, I, you know, as I talk, oftentimes when I'm ministering and I'm speaking, certain scriptures that I've read or stories that I pondered on, they come to my mind. And the first thing that came to my mind was Lazarus. And I thought about it. <laughs> and I thought about the compassion that God had for Mary and Martha, that he said, where have you laid him? And the Bible says Jesus wept. Jesus, and, and, and when you once you look it up, he was more so weeping because of the unbelief of the Jews. He wasn't, he wasn't just weeping because Lazarus was dead, because he was gonna raise Lazarus anyway. He said Lazarus is sleeping when 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 you know the disciples thought he was crazy. No, they said he was dead. Jesus said he's sleeping. So when we look at him, when we look at God through the eyes of compassion, we get to really see who he is. Instead of just letting God look at us through the eyes of compassion, why don't we look at him through the eyes of compassion? That he was wounded by transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we were already healed. And so there is, there is something that, and, and that's when we weep, that's when we are, that's when we rend our hearts, when we recognize what actually happened. But he's slow to anger. Some of you think God get mad at you fast. It takes the Lord a long time to get mad at you. What you are feeling is not the anger of the Lord. It's the distance of your soul because sin separates you. God's not mad at you. You can come back to him anytime you get ready. He's slow to anger. It takes him a long time to get angry with somebody. Come on, y'all. Paul was a murderer. Paul was a murderer or he was a, he was assisting them in murder. He, he was an accessory to murder. You know, it, it, so it's just his worst. But God turned his life around. So if he could turn Paul, Moses was a murderer. David was an adulterer. If he can take them and use them and we look at their history and marvel, he could take you or I. You know why? Because he was slow to get angry with them. He was slow to get angry and God is not angry with you. I don't know who I'm speaking to in the world today, but God is not angry with you. You just have to turn around and return and tell him, tell him what you did and why you left and ask him for forgiveness. Don't keep going left when he's calling you right. And, and so it says slow to anger and abounding in love. God is so overflowing in love. Have you ever had one person to love you a lot? You know, maybe it was a parent that really loved on you and loved you or a grandparent. Maybe it was an auntie. You know, maybe it was your child that loved on you so much. If you can look at them and you can receive it on that level, that abounding love, I need to tell you that God's love is way more than that. So why would you think if a natural human being can forgive you for the worst thing that you ever done to them, or they can they can love on you knowing that you are in the condition you're in, why would you think that God would throw you away? He is abounding in love. That means he has so much love to give. That means that there's an overflow. That means that there's, there's, there's an overwhelming amount of it stored up in him for you and I. And he relents from sending calamity. 
The text says he relents. I'm reading from the New International Version. The text says he relents from sending calamity. Then it goes on to say, verse 14, who knows? He may turn and relent. This is if you do the things that were instructed, that were just spoken, that I just spoke in this in this episode. Listen to this. He he may he may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings and drink offerings for the Lord your God. Then it goes on to say in verse 15, blow the trumpet in Zion. Declare a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the people. Consecrate the assembly. Bring together the elders. Gather the children. Those nursing at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Let the priests who minister before the Lord weep between the portico and the altar. Let them say, spare your people. Lord, do not make your inheritance an object of scorn a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? Then the Lord was jealous for his land and took pity on his people. Here go the Lord replying after they did everything they were supposed to do. I told you this is a year of restoration, but we must follow instructions to be restored. Then the Lord was jealous for his land and took pity on his people. The Lord replied to them, I am sending you grain, new wine, and olive oil. I'm sending you enough to satisfy you fully. He said this, never again will I make you an object of scorn to the nations. He said, I will drive the northern heart far from you, pushing it into a parched and barren land. Its eastern ranks will drown in the Dead Sea and its western ranks in the Mediterranean Sea and its stench will go up. Its smell will rise. You know, and I'm, I'm going to stop there because I want to break this part um, down for you and I only got five minutes to do so before our episode is over the lord is saying i'm going to for what you sacrifice to come back to me i know you think you lost a whole lot while you were away from me and you are embarrassed that you lost that much and you feel like like there's no way that you can forgive me and restore me and put me back where I was in our relationship. God told me to tell you, no, I'm not going to put you back where we started our relationship. I'm going to do a new thing in you. Our relationship is going to be better than it's ever been. I'm going to take you further than we've ever been together. I'm going to show you parts of me that you were not ready for before simply because you followed the instructions and you went into fasting, you went into weeping, you went into mourning, you acknowledged your sin, you didn't try to hide it, you were open about you made a bad decision, but you want the Lord to teach you how to make good decisions. This is the season for you to be honest and be open. There is no way to mature without openness. There is no way to be restored until you recognize what you lost. This is so critical. And he said, and he said, never again will I make an object, make you an object of the scorn for the nations. I'm not going to embarrass you again. If you will do what I tell you to do, this is what he's saying. I would, I'm never going to embarrass you in front of the nations. If you will just apply what you need to apply, be honest where you need to be honest. And let's move forward. Let's move forward. So this is really a time for us to inspect ourselves. This is really a time for us to do a great inspection. God is talking to us about evaluating our hearts, about taking our heart, breaking it into pieces and bringing it to him. 
about giving him control back to that area in our lives. He wants to help us. He wants to help us. As we submit to Holy Spirit, what that area in our lives comes up under the Lordship. I don't really want to say control because God doesn't really control us. So I guess I'll take that word control out of there. But God is calling us back to a place where we willingly give him the stuff that we know broke us and we know separated us from him. He's willing to help us if we rend our hearts. So I want to thank you guys for listening in on today. And I also want to encourage you that if you are not following me on my social media platforms. Now, I just recently I don't know what I'm going to do with that, but I just recently um, I just recently created me an Instagram. I'm not really an Instagram person, but it just all depends. If some of you are listening to me, it'd be great to see you go follow me on Instagram. Let me know that you subscribe to my podcast on Charisma Podcast Network, no matter where you are in the world. And I'm so glad that Instagram, you know, Instagram is more maybe um, available in other nations than what other uh, social media platforms are. But Facebook is my primary way of communication with ministry. I do a lot. And then I also didn't give you my website. My website is ramshornnetwork.com. R-A-M-S-H-O-R-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K.com. And you can go there and you can keep up with several things that I have and that I'm doing and you can keep up with what we what what we are about beyond the podcast, beyond other things. God is establishing a strong network and we're excited about it. So until we talk again, I pray that your your week, your day, I pray it's been enhanced. I pray you've been strengthened by the words that I've spoken to you today. Thank you again for joining in to salutations and impartations on Charisma Podcast Network. We'll talk to you real soon.